All right, day 249, but of course, the media mob, Joe, they've just turned the page, and I mean, it couldn't get any sadder, can it? It's unbelievable. Day 262, Joe promised he'd never do this. You know, nobody pointed this out. We'll show you this video tonight. I didn't realize this until earlier today. I I finally saw this, a picture of Joe Biden, uh, his big infrastructure speech in in New Hampshire yesterday, because we saw him get asked the question, I'm here to talk about New Hampshire. He didn't have the Easter Bunny to whisk him away like the day before. Anyway, there was only 30 people that showed up. 30 people. I mean, has a president of the United States ever appeared at a publicly announced event and they only get 30 people? Probably half the people there were were his entourage, for crying out loud, told to, you know, mix in with the crowd. Even in the days before Twitter and cell phones, the Internet, TV, radio, I, I, I doubt this has ever happened. It's unbelievable. Yesterday, according to photographic evidence, Joe Biden's highly published, publicized speech in New Hampshire touting his plans for infrastructure spending. By the way, the dumbest thing you can do when you have a 40-year high of inflation, you're just going to make it worse. Uh, that's what he's pushing. Uh, and he claims he got, what, 81 million votes in 2020? Well, I wonder why so many people are suspicious. He can't get 10, 100 people to go to an event of his. Good grief. I mean, a small crowd for Donald Trump is 15 to 20,000. That's a small crowd. Uh, anyway, 800-941-SEAN is a number if you want to be a part of the program. Um, there's a lot of things here that I want to go over because it impacts all of us. And Biden's Department of Education now is going to immediately wipe out student loan debt for 40,000 borrowers and bring 3.6 million Americans closer to ending payments by promising to fix longstanding failures in for. In, in forgiveness of that, all this is is New Green Deal radical socialism, except they're backdooring it. Now, how many of you are like me? You know, I, I, had, I paid every penny I had for college, had to drop out. I eventually ran out of money. I, I paid for 10 years a student loan that I had gotten from Jamaica Savings Bank for $58.05 every month at a point in my life when that was a lot of money and I really couldn't afford it. I was struggling to pay my rent for, for a number of years. And, you know, if you take out a loan, you know, you should pay the loan back. It doesn't become the taxpayer's responsibility to pay it back. You know, you have the education secretary saying the current system is a life sentence for millions of low-income borrowers and pledged to correct historical failures that have plagued repayment schemes like the income-driven repayment program and public service loan forgiveness program. Borrowers working as public servants are eligible for forgiveness. Uh, Once they've made 10 years of qualifying payments, student loans were never meant to be a life sentence. If you don't want to pay the money back, don't borrow the money. You know, what school did you go to? Maybe you could have gone to a, a, a local community college. You know, I, I'll tell you, my experience has been the people that struggle and, and maybe don't go to the, the Ivy League colleges and have parents that worked in blue-collar jobs, they, they often turn out to be much better workers and more dedicated and more hungry, and they just are and then these, you know, these boarding school brats that, you know, go to these Ivy League institutions because of their connections, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, I don't begrudge them of that. I'm just saying, you know, I have found in my hiring experience 
that you know the people that that struggle are the ones that are hungry and work the hardest generally speaking anyway the biden white house now in the middle of 40 year high of inflation in the middle of the highest gas prices we've ever had uh resolved never to open up drilling in america and 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 return to the successful energy independence policies of donald trump that they inherited um and begging the likes of iran and venezuela and opec to produce more oil instead of getting the 900,000 barrels a day from canada if we just finished the keystone xl pipeline uh, according to the alberta premier we can get that done in just a number of months probably less than a year Anyway, the White House now is saying that Americans should pay higher taxes to ensure a rapid green transition away from fossil fuels. We're already paying that tax. It's record high gas prices. By the way, yesterday announced we expect prices to go up another 30 cents in the next week or two. Great. Anyway, carbon price increases could be implemented directly via carbon taxes, indirectly through a cap on emissions and tradable permits, uh, through other similar policy tools, according to the Council of Economic Advisors. Government revenues from the carbon taxes can be used to compensate consumers for increases in energy prices or to invest in other societal priorities. Carbon prices are just one of many policy measures needed to cost-efficiently accelerate the energy transition. Here's their biggest problem. I'm all for cheaper, cleaner, better sources of energy. But the technology does not exist. They're not going to support nuclear power, so that's out, which, by the way, would be somewhat cost efficient. Uh, the lifeblood of the world's economy is oil, gas, and coal. Nuclear, if you're willing to go there. And if you're not, they don't have the technology available. So all you're doing in the process is your creating a vulnerable national security situation because the lifeblood of our economy is dependent on countries, many of whom hate our guts. How stupid is that when we finally, after 70-some-odd years, reached energy independence? It is beyond dumb. And, you know, the American people are feeling it. It's not good for them. You know, I told you yesterday about the Quinnipiac poll that had come out, and... Only 26% of independents now support Joe Biden. That's it. Only 26% of Hispanics support Joe Biden. He got 56% of the Hispanic American vote in 2020. Exit polls in 2020 showed Biden won 60% of young people, 18 to 29 years old. Uh, and a Quinnipiac poll released last week, the one I've been talking to you about, the one where he had a record low 33% approval rating. Um, guess what? They show that Mr. Biden, with a paltry 21% approval rating among 18 to 34-year-olds and 58% who disapprove. If you ask the question, right, would you take the guy that controlled our borders, that gave us energy independence, lower taxes, less bureaucracy, negotiated free and fair trade deals with Japan and China and Mexico and Canada and, and Western Europe and and battled against NATO, that every country pay their fair share? Would you take the guy that gives an occasional mean tweet or says something a little inappropriate but got the job done over this mess of a president that we have now? By the way, two-thirds, this is in justthenews.com, uh, according to the Trafalgar Group, that's, that's Robert Cahaley. He's one of the best pollsters in the country. 
And nearly two-thirds of U.S. voters now believe as we do that Biden is compromised by his and his family's ties to China. In other words, they're getting it. Anyway, about 11 percent of respondents said it's somewhat likely he's compromised. Fifty percent of those polls said very likely. And only 36 percent said unlikely. Of course, if you're doing a deal with zero experience, Hunter, what is his experience? Hookers and crack cocaine. No experience in oil, gas, energy, Ukraine. You have any experience? No, no, no experience. What's the wall? Tells GMA. Yeah. Why do you think you got millions of dollars then if you have no experience? I don't know. Maybe because your dad is in charge of Ukraine. Probably. Even admits it. It's on tape. Now is, uh, you know, I'm hearing rumblings of a pending possible indictment of Hunter. By the way, if that indictment happens, all these emails about the big guy, all the whining about paying his bills, all the pictures of, of Joe Biden with foreign business partners that the media covered for, uh, all's on that laptop. Guess what? This implicates Joe. Joe knew. Joe lied when he said, I've never had a single conversation with Hunter uh, about his foreign business dealings. That's a lie, too. By the way, Stephen Ratner, not a dumb guy, former counselor to Treasury Secretary under Obama, wrote a column for the New York Times. Uh, I just saw this. I think it was from last week. That Biden's $1.9 trillion America rescue plan will go down in history as an extraordinary mistake. He said the solution to our inflation problem is to reduce demand by making Americans spend less. He's not a dumb guy. Um, I would do it differently. I would immediately bring back energy independence policies. Unfortunately, that leads to fewer jobs, slower wage growth. Historically, when we tip into a recession, that's not desirable, but it's the price we pay for poor economic policies delivered by the White House, by Congress and the Federal Reserve. He's not wrong in his criticism. And the White House, in the middle of all of this, you know, you would think they they might get a little smart and realize you know, making deals with the mullahs in Iran is a bad idea and and sending an, uh, an emissaries over to Venezuela to talk to that brutal murdering dictator thug over there and begging OPEC. They're laughing at us and re- rejecting us. You know, Saudi Arabia's got TV shows like Saturday, their version of Saturday Night Live mocking, you know, Joe Biden's cognitive de- decline. Russia is now out there mocking his cognitive decline. It's so embarrassing to the country. The Easter Bunny has to go rescue Joe. You know, Joe finishes a speech, turns to, uh, turns to his right, holds out his hand to shake the hand of nobody and keeps it there. On top of, oh, Joe, you got to wave, Joe. You got to clap, Joe. Joe, you can sit now. They won't let me read or anything. I want to read. I'm not allowed to take questions or else they get really mad. Who are these they people that control Joe Biden so much? They get really mad at me. What is this? Anyway, now the White House announcing the restoration of all the environmental regulations scrapped by the Trump administration. You know what that means? That that ensures that we're going to continue paying these high energy prices. All of the problems from running out of COVID tests and running out of monoclonal antibodies the disaster at the border, and it's getting worse. March was the worst month ever. Nobody paid attention to it, but me and Sarah Carter reporting down from the border. You know, now we have the Easter Bunny bailing out poor Joe. It's unbelievable. Biden, and by the way, you know one thing? Maybe on Easter you would have mentioned God or Jesus while kicking off the White House Easter egg roll. No, apparently not. First one since the pandemic. 
Anyway, this is, you know, all the radicalism of Joe Biden now is so locked in, he doesn't have the ability to, to, to make the adjustments. Bill Clinton did something interesting after he got walloped in 1994. Newt Gingrich, for the first time in 40 years, became the Speaker of the House. Republicans had been out of power in the House of Representatives 40 years. Then all of a sudden, Bill Clinton looked at the political horizon and said, I'm dead meat in two years if I don't fix this. Then he came out with the era of big government is over, the end of welfare as we know it. Joe can't do that because his radical, you know, climate alarmist religious cult that rules the Democratic New Green Deal Socialist Party, they won't let him. We're discovering now the EPA used COVID-19 relief funds for grants promoting green infrastructure environmental justice. That's why we can't account for all the, the billions of dollars in, in, in COVID relief monies just pissed away and wasted. Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. You know, with every mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundations delivers on their promise to do good, never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have all made for us and our nation's heroes, the people that have risked their lives for their country and our communities, they now need our help. They need our help now more than ever. We're talking about Gold Star falling first responder families with young children or our nation's most catastrophically injured first responders and vets and even homeless service members. They're helping them as well. They need your help to make all of this possible. That's where the Tunnel to Towers Foundation comes in. And for some families, that foundation brings the comfort of knowing they can stay in the home where they made memories with their fallen loved one. For other families, the foundation enables new memories to be cherished forever. All of this is only possible because of your generosity and support. And they're asking all of us, if we can do it, $11 a month. Commit to $11 a month. You know, most of us, that's like two Starbucks, 11 bucks a month. I mean, we could we could afford it. If you can't, look, if you can afford $2 a month, just, just give them two. Whatever you think you can do. What one thing can you forego uh, twice a month that would make up $11. Anyway, it's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. That's for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The letter T, the number two, the letter T.org.